are now tuned in to The Daily Dose, a daily podcast produced by the Minority Cannabis Business Association, focused on trending headlines in the cannabis industry and how they will affect minority entrepreneurs who are risking it all to make the jump from the legacy market into the regulated cannabis industry. If you support an equitable cannabis industry, then you're an ally of MCBA and we want you to join the movement for a better tomorrow. Now sit back and relax. We've got your daily dose loading up. Special shout out to this month's sponsor of the show, Indiva Advisors. You can check them out at indivaadvisors.com. They are a leading accounting firm dedicated to the cannabis industry. They navigate complex tax, financial, and regulatory changes to make sure that your business is compliant and efficient. They focus on you so you can focus on your business. You can check them out at indivaadvisors.com. That's I-N-D-I-V-A advisors.com. Now we'll get right into today's headlines and today's Daily Dose. everybody welcome to another edition of the daily dose from mcba the minority cannabis business association i'm your host calico castile the president of the board here at the minority cannabis business association really appreciate you guys joining us today um got another great show lined up today precious isn't able to join us today she's got some other stuff that she's taking care of but really excited like i said today to talk about an article that i just saw hit the wire earlier today uh, this was out of, I guess it would have hit the wire uh, last week, but actually I just saw it hit my newsfeed today. Uh, and this was out of the Missouri Independent. I also saw it covered at MarijuanaMoment.net. This was written by Rebecca Rivas. Uh, the title is Missouri Regulators Say They're Close to Naming Marijuana Chief Equity Officer. The newly created position will work to ensure social and economic equity requirements of Missouri's new marijuana law are met. <clears throat> It's a tall order for anyone who knows anything about the Missouri marijuana law, which is not the most equitable. They made some efforts to try to do some equity um, equity provisions, which we'll cover. Uh, but you know, they definitely still have them, some things in place. Most notably, license caps, uh, which do not help equity. Um, even if you do have an equity program, is one of the things that we found in MCBA's National Cannabis Equity Report last year was that, in fact, that if you have license caps, it is one of the policies or one of the provisions that actually most quickly leads to inequities uh, in the system. So. This article was written once again by Rebecca Rivas uh, from the Missouri Independent. And I'm going to just read a couple lines from the article here, um, once again, from the Missouri Independent. So it says, the constitutional amendment legalizing recreational marijuana in Missouri won voter approval in November, but created a schism among social justice advocates over the question of racial and economic equity. Some believe the new law will empower minority marijuana business owners, while others worry it will cement an already distrusted, inequitable business licensing system in place. Much rides on who is selected for the chief equity officer by the Department of Health and Human Services, the state agency tasked with overseeing the marijuana program. By law, the state must have a chief equity officer for its marijuana program in place by February 6th, a position meant to ensure the social and economic equity requirements of Missouri's new marijuana law are met. So, um, Super interesting that they have till February 6th to get this done. Um, like I said earlier, they do have license caps in place, which actually basically capped the amount of licenses in the adult use market at the same 
cap that they had in place for the medical market uh, and also gave basically first dibs to licenses uh, to those who already had medical licenses in Missouri prior to adult use passing. So once again, one of the things that we found in the MCBA National Cannabis Equity Report was that you know, if you're giving first dibs to these medical operators, allowing for what we call co-location of adult use and medical licenses, uh, it's actually also cementing the inequities that were likely already in place during the medical marijuana program, right? So <clears throat> Missouri was not an equitable uh, marketplace in the medical system. And the fact that we gave dibs and then capped it at the same ca license cap as was in the medical program does make it tougher for equity. But this chief equity officer does have real things that they need to be able to tackle and try to make the program better. So a little bit more about the position here. It was actually posted on these jobs uh, job or the state's job listing website from November 29th to December 9th. Uh, so it was posted for 10 days uh, externally and internally. Uh, and then, so that was obviously usually picked up by LinkedIn and indeed. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, candidate pool they get for this job. Uh, it says basically that the officer will report directly to the division director and will, quote, exercise significant independence while also working closely with other teams within the division, the job posting states. It says the chief equity officer will oversee the equity measure that legalization campaign supporters boast to be the first of its kind in the nation. That's a micro license program designed to boost opportunities in the industry for businesses in disadvantaged communities. So they did create this micro business license type in the state of Missouri. Um, but from what I can remember, it actually does limit you to only other work with other micro business license types, um, which seems to me like not a necessary regulation to put in, in place, even though you're trying to cultivate sort of this community of small business owners, micro business license types. Um, but that's one of the things that they have to work is to actually get this micro business license uh, off the ground. It also said the officer's responsibility would include leading communication about the program and conducting reviews to certify micro businesses are eligible applicants and in good standing for licensure. Uh, that person will also create and promote educational programming around the license process and available support and um, and resources for individuals applying for micro-business licenses. Um, they also will have to establish targeted technical assistance programming to communities impacted by cannabis prohibition and lastly compile an annual report on compliance. So a lot of work that this chief equity officer in Missouri will have to do, um, even if they're having to do it inside of a silo, inside of a program that is itself not actually set up equitably, uh, we are going to need to try to make sure that these things work, right? Make sure that like micro business licenses are getting out to more black, brown, uh, and minority entrepreneurs, people who are most disproportionately impacted by prohibition, making sure they actually have access to the marketplace. Um, but then also making sure that those people are properly eligible for for those, make, making sure that they're coming from um, disaffected and marginalized communities. Um, and then also making sure that you're ultimately putting forth a report every month, uh, or excuse me, every year to make sure that you're actually meeting these goals. So a tall order in place for whoever gets this chief equity officer position out in Missouri. We're really excited to see that they will, quote, have that soon. Uh, and that does actually make that uh, have some teeth to it because they do have to, by law, have it in place by February 6th. As we record this podcast today, it is um, January 17th. So we're just a few weeks out from finding out who, in fact, uh, the Missouri 
chief equity officer will be. So, you know, it's really interesting to see this as part of um, the Missouri uh, legalization law. We're starting to see this in place in other states as well. Uh, really thinking back to the way MCBA has operated as an organization and as a policy think tank over the last seven years since our founding uh, in 2015, uh, we used to have these things and we'll be having them again. Uh, we used to have them before COVID uh, called our policy summits. And it's actually where we would bring some of the brightest minds in cannabis, specifically around social equity uh, and diversity, equity and inclusion uh, around tables to be able to sort of wave our magic wand and think about like if we were writing a legalization bill, what it would actually look like. Right. So dating back to 2017 and beyond, we wrote a lot of these things and it put forth ideas like this chief diversity officer, like having um, basically an office of cannabis justice uh, that would like put forth sort of investing in the industry. And we see that now being replicated in other states uh, throughout the country, as well as on the federal level and the CAOA and others, right? So a lot of the ideas that were originated sort of in MCBA policy summits in the past are now finding their way to these state houses and in legalization bills. And even if they themselves are in legalization bills that are not fully equitable, it's really great to see these opportunities where you can't have someone empowered to actually try to change the system. Uh, and make sure that it's tilting the the scale in favor of those who need it, the people who are most disproportionately impacted by prohibition. Um, so exciting to see that out of the Missouri Independent. I know at the beginning of that article, they also had mentioned that there's a schism uh, sort of within social justice act activist circles, uh, Missouri, and that kind of sort of a, um, alluded to the idea, not the idea, but the fact that um, St. Louis Mayor Tish Jones actually opposed uh, Missouri Amendment 3 when it was on the ballot in November, specifically citing that they thought that it would help um, cement inequities in the system um, and actually kind of listing some of the things we talked about, including the license cap and giving first dibs to medical operators in an already um, inequitable um, system. So um, there are really great nuanced discussions around legalization laws and how we're writing these, right? Uh, I think we talk about it in nearly every episode here on The Daily Dose. Um, but make sure you go to minoritycannabis.org slash equity map. Uh, you can check out the National Cannabis Equity Report that we put out last year that actually talks about a lot of these provisions and how they do or do not lead to equitable outcomes, things like license caps, things like giving first dibs to medical operators. It's really important uh, that if you are an activist or an advocate around the country that you know about this report, because then you can share it with your lawmakers and your regulators, uh, make sure that they're not trying to reinvent the wheel and actually realize that we do know what does and doesn't work. Um, so they can look at these things and realize uh, it's not... Um, not important for us to put license caps in place, even though as we're trying to cut down on diversion, uh, it actually does the opposite to put a license cap in place. It makes those licenses more valuable. It makes more um, more market si or more of the market share be eaten up by singular players, and then it makes it harder for people from the illicit market to actually get into the regulated marketplace. When you limited the licenses, you make it harder to get into the place, which means you have more folks in the illicit market still competing with the regulated marketplace. So if you want to see a vibrant regulated marketplace. You want to see people cut down on the illicit market. You want to make sure you do away with things like the market caps and actually make it easier for people to get into the industry. So I just want to give a little bit of a shout out for everybody who's been listening to The Daily Dose so far. If you're watching this live on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter, we appreciate you guys tuning in live. We do this daily 
usually around 420 Eastern, uh, depending on what we've got going on in terms of, of meetings and other things going on. Um, but then we also have turned this into a podcast. So we're now having this published regularly on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, you could probably find it. We also have them being uploaded on our YouTube page, and you can check that out at YouTube. Just go ahead and search Minority Cannabis Business Association. You'll find our page on there. Make sure you subscribe to that. We'll be putting out more content as the years or as the month goes on here. And we do have our small business education series. We have a um, a um, webinar actually coming up next month, excuse me, next week on um, building out business plans uh, in the cannabis industry. You don't want to miss that. We also have a member meeting coming up this week on Thursday. Uh, and we just announced um, what we'll be announcing tomorrow via a press release, our brand new board of directors. We just elected six new members to our board. Really excited to get them added. We'll be getting them on the show here uh, soon to be talking to them. Um, I do want to also make sure we give a, a plug to everybody who is a member of MCBA. We could not do the work that we do, whether that's putting out our model policy, whether that's lobbying at the federal level, whether that's putting out resources for folks to be able to get on their feet and start their businesses. We couldn't do that without our members. MCBA is a membership-based organization. That means people pay anywhere from $100 a year up to $50,000 a year to become members of MCBA. And all of that money goes to the work that we are doing day-to-day -to, -day to make sure that we are advocating on behalf of black and brown and minority entrepreneurs, providing policy um, solutions to regulators and, and policymakers, make sure that we're providing resources uh, for entrepreneurs and ultimately networking opportunities for you guys to help grow your business. So I hope you guys will go to minoritycannabis.org and look at more information about becoming a member, whether that's an individual and you're just building your way into the industry, or whether that's you're an operating either allied or social equity or minority owned in, uh, business, we'd love to have you as a member. Uh, like once again, that's how we managed to do all the work we've done and how we've managed to stay uh, in business and are alive over the last seven years is through your guys' contributions. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, watching us live on LinkedIn as well. Uh, my name is Calico Castillo. I'm the board president here at the Minority Cannabis Business Association. Look forward to connecting with you all individually. Uh, but until next time, aloha and take care of yourselves.